You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. The scripture this morning is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who seek all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the word of God for the people of God. From Illumination, the creators of Minions. <laughs> Migration trailer starts now. A girl? He wants to marry her. What? I didn't say that. You said it with your eyes. They must be migrating. Migration? What a stupid idea. Okay, you're impossible. Because I found a safe place for us to live. I want us to get out and see the world. What sort of father would I be if I put my young fowl in harm's way for no reason except a chance at a Caribbean vacation? I don't want to miss out on life because you're afraid to leave this pond. Here we go. Tail for the torsion. Check. Wing deployment. Check. Let's fly. The sun shining through with just a cloud. Heading this way. What is this 
please. pray. <clears throat> Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Whenever we go to the movies as a church, one of my favorite parts is after the movie when people stand around and try to guess what I'm going to preach on or ask me what I'm going to preach on and I kind of say, uh, well, I'm still figuring that out. Um, but I had to say this time, I turned it around and I said, well, what do you think I'm going to preach on? And no one got it right. <laughs> Although one person did text me after watching the first service online and said, I got it right. So, but anyway, I think that the movie Migration is a movie about conquering fear. Now, when you Google fear, one of the things that comes up is a list of phobias. And I thought that I would share them with you today, this morning, for no other reason than I thought I would share them with you today. <laughs> for example, dentophobia is the fear of dentists. Pentherophobia is the fear of your mother-in-law. <laughs> Erichabuterophobia is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Lupa slipophobia is the fear of being pursued by timber wolves around a kitchen table while wearing socks on a freshly waxed floor. And my favorite, homilophobia, is the fear of sermons. <laughs> so that's all kind of funny, but fear is real. Worry is caused by the anticipation of a future negative event usually based on irrational thoughts and fears. Now, Migration is a sweet movie, it's a fun movie, it's a funny movie, it's a short movie, but it's actually about a serious topic. The movie is about a father, Mac, uh, who is afraid, and Mac's fears shape the choices that he makes, and they've hindered his family. He's married to Pam, who longs for adventure. They have a son, Dax, who also wants adventure. 
and then their daughter Gwen who listens to her dad's fears and just kind of goes between and goes with the flow. But they're all stuck because of Mac's fear. They are a family of ducks who have never migrated. They have never, never left the pond. Now, fear and worry are real issues in our lives, not just as parents, as we see in this situation, but as Christians. And when they stop us from taking risks, we don't experience the fullness of God's gifts. Now, Mac wants to keep his family safe, and so they don't uh, migrate because safe, he finds safety in what he knows. He is afraid of what he doesn't know, and so he worries. And in his pond, they're out one day, and all of a sudden this big flock of ducks comes, and they're on their way to Jamaica. And so they tell the, the Mac and his family about this, that they're, they're going to Jamaica and how beautiful Jamaica is and how clear and wonderful the water is, and the family wants to go. And so they're excited, and they go, and they tell him, but Mac says, no, it's too scary. It's nice here. We know it here. It's safe. But his family keeps working on him, and they convince him to go mostly because he sees the, their frustration with him. But he decides that he will go and he will lead them there. Now, a lot goes wrong in their journey. Uh, there are some scary situations, but the first one is that they actually go in the totally wrong direction and they end up in New York City where all of the kinds of things that you fear in New York City happen. They're running into tall buildings, there's uh, a big flock of pigeons. Um, there's all kinds of things that go wrong. But then they meet this pigeon who introduces them to Delroy, who's a parrot who's caught in a cage, uh, but he's from Jamaica, and he can send them in the right direction and take them uh, to Jamaica. They just first have to set him free, and so they do. And over the course of all of this, things continue to go wrong. Scary things continue to happen. And, uh, but eventually they get to Jamaica. Now the whole movie, we see Mac and his fears. We see his hesitations. We see him not really wanting to take these risks. He's clearly, clearly a worrier. And we know that worry is the result of an exaggerated or unrealistic sense of danger about a situation or an object. When we worry, psychologists will tell us that there's physical impact we have a difficulty in swallowing. We could have shortness of breath, fatigue, a, a fast heart rate. And there's psychological impact. We could have anxiety and depression. We can become paralyzed. We can have phobias that come out. And of course, there's the spiritual impact. Our faith can be blocked by worry. We worry so much that there's not really room for God. Now, I don't know if Mac had agoraphobia, the fear of leaving the house, but I do know that his fears had the potential to keep him from taking risks, and up to this point, they had. They did it for many years. But then he decided he didn't want to let his family down, and so he would go along with the adventure and just take his worry with him. 
Now, the Bible has a lot to say about worry, about fear. Mostly what it says is, do not be afraid. In fact, you can find that phrase in the Bible 115 times, do not be afraid. And we hear this usually when God is calling someone to do something that can be scary, like leaving their home and traveling to a far new distant land, to a new home, or like defending a people and going up against uh, a larger group of people than what you've got, or like giving birth to the Messiah. The words, be not afraid, though, as found in the Bible, are usually followed by, I will be with you. Words of assurance, I go with you. God is there. Now, in today's scripture, Matthew 6, Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and he comes to this point where he's talking about worry. And now, he's directly addressing this. It's not necessarily specific to the kinds of worries we're dealing with in this movie, but it's about those general worries that we have. And it's a directive to think about how God can care for us, how God does provide for us. Think about the birds. They don't have to wonder where they're going to get their next meal. God provides. Think about the lilies. They're more beautiful than anything when you're worrying about clothes or what you're going to wear. Think about those things in the way that God is with you, the way that God provides, the way that God prepares and takes care of you. And then there's that last line, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has worries of its own. Worry prevents us from living in the moment, from being present. Worry stops us from taking risks that can lead to new opportunities, new ministries. It can take It can cause us a lack of faith because we worry so much that there's just not space for God. If we're worrying and we take charge of our worry and I can worry about this, then what need do we have for God if we're going to just worry? We sometimes even end up trying to be God instead of following God's lead. And when we operate out of fear, we find that our fear affects not just us, but those around us. There's a point in the movie when they are in a dangerous situation and Mac is brave and he gets them out of this situation, but he wouldn't let his son help. His son Dax wanted to help. He wanted to go and be there, but he's like, no, you don't need to help. And then later, when uh, Mac and Pam and a bunch of whole other ducks are captured, it's Dax and, and Gwen who are left behind and they have to rise to that situation. Fortunately, They were brave and willing to take that adventure. But Matt could have had their help before. He just was afraid. Now, I'm all about safety, but sometimes I recognize that our fears get in the way of others and their ability to take the risks that are needed for their own journeys. As a parent, I sometimes want to just say, no, don't do that, because you could get hurt. Even I know that They need to do that. They need to make those decisions and have the natural consequences and all of that. Did you ever realize that tortoises only make progress when they stick their necks out? Think about that for a minute. Mac and his family ended up having a great adventure because they stuck their necks out 
Mac learned that even though he was afraid, the adventure was worth it. He made friends along the way, he had good experiences, he triumphed in bad situations, and they achieved their goal, they arrived. Time and time again, Mac saw that he was able to protect his family, and he saw over and over again that in each situation he could rise to the challenge and in doing so conquered his fears. At one point, Delroy the parrot says to him, you knew the danger and you did it anyway. Something that Mac never did before and Mac said, I guess I am brave. It's only in risking that Mac realized or learned that he is brave. Christianity is all about taking risks. We are called to risk our reputations by going against the culture. We're called to risk rejection by sharing our faith. We're called to risk rejection by acting like Jesus, who is the biggest risk taker. We're called to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, to clothe the naked and feed the hungry, to welcome the stranger. All are risks. When we allow our worry or our fear to take over, we risk missing out on what God has in store for us. We can miss out on the power of God's grace and love, and we can miss out on powerful experiences that help to change the world as they change us. Christianity is also about community. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Christians are called to be in community, to be the church. Together we have the support to respond to God's call. We have people who encourage us and who are willing to go with us, to risk with us, people who will stick their necks out for and with us, give us assurance and comfort when we need it. They're there when we fail. Mac had Pam. If it weren't for her, he never would have risked. She encouraged him the whole way, and because they risked together, they had an amazing adventure where Mac learned along the way that he is brave and that not taking risks makes you miss out on a whole lot. An unknown author wrote, To laugh is to risk appearing the fool. To weep is to, is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach out for another is to risk involvement. To expose your feelings is to risk exposing your true self. To place your ideas and your dreams before a crowd is to risk loss, their loss. To love is to risk not being loved in return. To live is to risk dying. To try is to risk failure. To ask is to risk rejection. But risks must be taken because the greatest hazard in life is to risk nothing. The person who risks nothing does nothing, has nothing, and is nothing. He or she may avoid suffering and sorrow, but they cannot learn, feel, change, grow, love, or live their certitudes. He or she is a slave. They've forfeited their freedom. Only a person who risks is truly free. In the end, Mac was happy. He was fulfilled. He was free from worry, from fear, free to enjoy his family and God's creation. Don't let your fears or your worries get in the way of risk, of experiencing all that God has in store for you, because <coughs> God certainly does have a lot in store for each one of us. We just have to be brave. Amen.
You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.